Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. At Boyle Sports, we are taking darts to the next level. Bet £10 on the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix and new customers will get £20 in free bets. Customers can also enjoy the daily full house price boost on every player and every match. Boyle Sports, this is betting. Thank the Lord for that music because it is a late one. Hello, welcome to the Fallout Bar here from Online Darts on night one of the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix. Uh, myself, Jack Bobby Garwood, joined by Liam. How are we doing, buddy? Good to see you. Good, mate. You? Awake, just. May yeah, have missed um, the last leg or two of the last match. That uh, music made it sound like a bit of a nightclub in my sitting room this morning. Kind of got me going again. So we're we're ready to go and and re- review quite a few matches on this evening. Yeah, much needed and uh, much rejuvenated. I think just to give us that little kick uh, here as it has just ticked over past midnight on the opening night of the Grand Prix held. In Leicester, our man Phil Bars has been on the ground grabbing interviews with all the players. So a quick reminder before we do get underway, if you do want to hear from any of those players in full, then stay on our YouTube channel and find yourself whichever player you'd like to listen to. We do have a couple of clips for you throughout this evening. Uh, do get involved in the chat room uh, and say hello. We'll try and flash up as many comments on screen as possible. Uh, Daniel's in... Uh, Rose says late one tonight, just a little bit. Uh, Colin says evening all, should I say good morning all, correct. HJV straight in with Dobie, man of the night. Uh, and then there's some talk about who won the last match as well. Uh, we'll no doubt get to this comment from Daniel at some point as well as he's worried about Humphreys. Um, let's just run through in order from start to finish from the night, Liam. I think that's the safest thing to do when there's eight games on. I'm trying to remember which one we haven't already spoken about if we get right towards the end. Um, and at some point, the lovely Sarah from Ball Sports will be jumping on to speak to us as well. Um, but let's start with match number one. Um, job done for the Polish number one, Krzysztof Bratowski. It's not been as brilliant best this year, but a solid performance to beat Callan Ridd 2-0 in this one. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Ratajski has probably um, underperformed for his standards this year. I mean, it was not so long ago that we were talking about him as being the next major champion out of, out of the, the other bunch that hadn't already won one. Um, but it was a solid performance from Ratajski tonight. Got the job done, professional, in and out. 
Um, Ritz didn't really settle at all throughout the match. Um, and Ratoyski just took took his chances. And again, very solid throughout uh, and a comfortable 2-0 win for Ratoyski in the end in that one. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to spend massive amount of times on all these games. We do have eight games to absolutely fire through, plus a few clips for you all as well. Um, but I guess Ratoyski open night, like 90 average to start the night is not to be shrugged at, especially in this format. But the fact he's got such a strong love affair, shall we like, with double 16 and it worked from this evening, it's how to play this game really, isn't it? Pick a double, go for it, be good at it. <laughs> yeah, and when you're so reliable on one double, I mean, it was his go-to throughout the night. Um, very, very rarely failed him in and out on the double 16 for Ratoyski. Maybe missed one or two here and there, but overall he was very, very comfortable. And look, even from the start, he looked like he was in total control um, of the match over Ritz, and it never really looked in doubt that Ratoyski was going to get the job done. Um, and look, he moves on to the last um, 16 again, um, and he fancies chances, Ratoyski. I mean, he's, like you said, very confident in double 16, and when you're so reliable in a double format, uh, on that double and it, it, it can carry you a long way so I think uh, Ratoyski could, could, could go under the radar a little bit here this week Yeah that was that was my final question on this one so far is it because Ratoyski hasn't had the best of years compared to his incredibly high standards on the PDC tour for the last 3-4 years if you like how confident will he be feeling heading into the next round and how much will the rest of the field perhaps be underestimating the Polish Eagle right now yeah, and I, I mean, Ratajski had a good run at the match play. He was unfortunate to lose uh, to Peter Wright um, in, I think, in 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 Blackpool. Um, it hasn't won yet on the tour this year, which is surprising. Usually he picks up a title or two along the way. I think there's only one pro or final that he's got to this year. Um, so there's no real pressure on him. I mean, we said, like we said a couple of, a year ago, 18 months ago, we were really fancying him, him to go on and, and break down a few barriers and, and, and win a major title. But look, no one's talking about him. He'll like it that way as well. Um, and if he continues them solid clinical performance that we've seen tonight, um, he'll fancy himself to go deep in this tournament. He will indeed. Uh, let's move on to match number two nice and sharply then, as obviously we do have an entire fixture of matches to look ahead to tomorrow night as well. Um, so let's fly through these uh, as fast as we can. Uh, next up, Stephen Bunting, a uh, 2-0 win over Brendan Dolan. Uh, first set, all legs with throw. Second set, the break for... Um, Bunting in leg three, basically getting the job done. Just very, very steady tonight, I think, from Stephen Bunting. Yeah, exactly. Um, all on throw and set one for Bunting. Didn't really have much uh, to be troubled by Dolan. Um, Dolan has a poor record, really, at the, the Grand Prix over the years. Um, Bunting finished the match uh, very well. He kind of grew into it as it went on. Well, scrappy early doors, but once Bunting settled down and we, we know his capabilities um, and he's looked really good, I think, the last year or so, uh, Bunting and, and again showed his quality and came through quite comfortably in the end uh, over Dolan, much like Ratoyski in, uh, in match one. Yeah, I mean, considering Dolan's nickname and, and character and, and record in the sport and the fact that if you think Brandon Dolan, you think the nine data first up, in this event, his record here isn't great, is it? 
No, it's, it's not. And I worry from him from the start. I mean, he he, he got quite a favourable draw on Bunting. He would have fancied that as well at the start, as good as Bunting is. Um, but uh, Trout very, very rarely troubled uh, uh, the bullet. Uh, and he was in total control from the start. Um, and probably would have expected it to be a, a tighter affair from um, at the beginning. I looked at it, maybe thought maybe a 2-1 either way in favour of Dolan or Bunting. But again, like I said, the bullet, very confident in the end. Uh, and, and so I had a good victory and a solid 2-0 win. That was indeed. We do indeed have a little clip from Stephen Bunting post-match press conference here from this evening. I think I've had some hard luck, to be honest, over my career. Um, I've been down and out, and I'm, I'm, I've rose from the dead, a bit like Tyson Fury. So, um, it's in, who knows where it'll, where it'll go, but I believe in myself. I believe I can win any tournament, and I'm always here to win. Um, I want to be back in the Premier League. I want to be back playing with the elite of the sport. and I believe my game's there, capable of doing it, but I need to show these guys that I can do it all the time, and um, that's my main aim. I'm sure Phil's put that one in deliberately because he mentioned the Premier League in uh, it's <laughs> October, so I let him off a little bit. But come on, man, there's still four TV events before the world. Stop talking about the Premier League, please, people, please. I presume that will be the start of many, many references we'll hear to the Premier League this week and in the next couple of months. Um, didn't expect the first one this week to be dropped by Stephen Bunting, but there we go. Well. If you're looking for a Premier League reference, normally one of the next two players is very, very good value for that. However, um, he's sent packing by a very, very good Chris Dobie tonight. Um, I thought Hollywood was absolutely excellent in this one. Um, Luke Humphreys, a little bit off the pace. Surprised to see Luke here. Still um, no news yet as to the impending birth of his child. Um, and at that point, I was pretty shocked that he was playing at all, or as far as I'm aware, I haven't seen anything on socials around that. Um, myself, Phil, and, and a couple of others have had, had that discussion for about a week. So, look, the fact these days, minutes, hours away from potentially being a father, I think we can let him off one bad match this year because, look, he's already won four Euro Tours this year. But that still doesn't take anything away from this press derby performance, does it? No, I mean, look, he has been incredible uh, this year, like you said. Um, I mean, it really didn't look like Luke Humphreys, and you could tell his mind may, may have been elsewhere, and he was he was just, he had other things uh, playing on the back of his mind, which is understandable. But look, I think uh, this match belonged to Chris Dobie, uh, regardless of the performance uh, of Luke. I mean, the double-double on, on 19th to win the first set was tight. Luke went 2-0 up I think in that first set looked like he was in control uh, and then Doby um, dug deep and like I said the double-double to take the first set was very impressive and um, he really did kick on from there uh, Doby with some massive finishing Yeah, the one three six and the one three eight from Chris Doby highlights 6 out of 10 in the end on the outer ring we're still waiting for him to go absolutely berserk at a TV event, aren't we, Chris Dobie? We know what he's capable of. We've seen it on the floor often enough. We've seen glimpses of it on TV before. Throwback to that um, Gary Anderson match at the World Match Play um, a few years ago. Is this the event where we finally see the top 16 talent within Chris Dobie? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he got to the semi-final, I think, uh, on debut a couple of years back. So, I mean, he he, he knows this tournament well. Um, looked very comfortable tonight. And look, I mean, we, we've seen the standard he's produced over the last year or so. I mean, he just doesn't seem to win as many matches as he should do. Um, so maybe this is the one that he uh, he could just go berserk in. We, we see the standard from him tonight, the 136, the 138, and the double-double on the 19th. So that was some eye-catching stuff um, from Chris tonight. And, and we're still expecting that Hollywood performance or string of performances that could see him uh, catapulted in deep into one of these big major tournaments um, and like I said it's a semi-final a couple of years back he knows what it takes to get that far at least and maybe even go up one further this week yeah it will be interesting to see uh, just a bit that there is no baby as yet from Luke Humphreys but all of us here do wish him and his partner all the best with the impending birth of their child um, hopefully it comes out a little bit soon. We get back on the practice board as well. Um, but uh, let's hear from Chris Doberden after his tuna win over Luke Humphreys in round one. Yeah, of course. Hey, he's, he's the most informed player um, from myself's point of view. Uh, winning all those European tours and being solid on the floor all year. So, yeah, I'm delighted to, to get a, such a big win because I was the underdog then. I don't mind being the underdog. So, without doubt, it's the hardest thing. Um, Obviously, his missus is due, and she's—I uh, think she's went over the due date, so it could come at any minute. So obviously, that—that's on your mind all the time. And I, I've went through that myself, knowing I, I was actually in the European tour um, when she got the the date to have call. So I was—I was luckily I was back home for that. But uh, you, you wouldn't want to miss the birth of your, your first trailers, especially for for Luke. So like I said before, I, I wish him all the best and. Uh, Hopefully, um, you enjoy it. Just for the clip, really, instead of my waffling. I think Chris summed it up a lot better than I managed to. Uh, but yeah, all the best to Luke Humphreys and his partner. Uh, let's move on then to match number four and one of the standout ties of the round, in my opinion. Look, there's plenty of them in this field. Um, but with Dave Chisnell winning in Belgium last weekend, uh, the home country of Dimitri Vandenberg. Uh, this was always set to be a tight one, Liam, and it goes all the way to a deciding leg. Yeah, and I mean, if you'd have looked at the fixtures before tonight's action had begun, you you would have earmarked this as as a tasty one. I mean, Chisnell Vandenberg, like we said, Chisnell on form recently has been very, very good. He has a good record in um, the the Grand Prix, despite like he uh, has the. Uh, has the the nickname as a, as a as a big scorer and traditionally not as good on the doubles, but he's always done well in the Grand Prix. Um, I thought it was a cagey start from both earlier on, um, and then it kind of took a, took off. Then in the, in, in the second and third set, I thought it was a brilliant sixty three to level up one one. I think it was uh, went all the way, um, but Dimmy just just got through that dangerous opponent in Dave Chislin tonight. I mean, Chislin brimming with confidence, like we said, after his win in Belgium. Um, but Dimi just got it, just done enough in the end to get off the line. Um, but a good performance from Chizzy, I thought, just, just came up short in the end. Um, and it, it shows in the short format how important it is to win the bull in the practice room because, I mean, it's the best of, best of three sets. Um, and it came that's what it came down to. Dimi had the throw on the deciding leg. 
um, and he prevailed in the end. And if it had been the other way around, then it may have been Chizzy. But um, fortunately for Dimi, he was the one that came out on top tonight. Yeah, before that, it sort of felt like it was going to be a, a case of bad timing from Chizzy. Again, look, stats-wise, they're both pretty solid throughout. But first set, missing darts to take us to a decided leg. Uh, second set, um, Chizzy misses a set dart. Does eventually go on to win the following leg with a 63 checkout. At that point, you start questioning if it's going to be Chizzy's night. But like I said, that final set, so important having the throw at that moment because all five legs went with throw. Yeah, and I, I personally, I didn't think Chizzy done enough against the throw to, to really win the match. I thought Dimmy was, he looked too comfortable at times on his own throw, didn't really put him under pressure. I think if you're going to beat a player of Dimitri Vandenberg's quality, that you really have to put him under pressure, make him miss um, when he's on his own throw and take the chances when they come to, uh, to get the break. Um, and I just think Chizzy fell a little bit short in terms of putting that pressure on Dimi um, because we know how good he is. He'll bang, he'll bang in them 140s all day long um, and then big scores uh, to leave it easy for himself. Um, and Chizzy just just didn't do enough, in my opinion, against the show. Um, and Dimi managed to squeeze off the line in the end, like we said, in that deciding leg of the deciding set. He did indeed. And it looked like a slightly changed set of darts for Dimmy tonight, a little bit chunkier in his hand, still adapting to new life with a different manufacturer right now. Yeah, a bit, a bit something a little bit different um, from Dimmy. It was kind of unusual getting used to it on the eye as we've seen on the telly, but it seems like it worked for him tonight and I don't think he'll mind too much now as long as, they, as, long as he keeps winning. Um, and sometimes, like we've seen before, uh, when he starts hitting them, it, they almost it almost looks magnetised um, with some of the Darcy draws. They just follow each other in, um, and he's very very impressive uh, group in the darts when when he gets up to top speed. Yeah, let's hear then from the young Belgium after his two one win, one of only two matches to go the distance tonight over Dave Chisnell. Ah, oh, very simple target. I love it. Everything about it, all the equipment, I love it. There is nothing I've got to worry about. I've been checking it out, and all the checks that I've been doing, that I was doing in the past, these checks are just... It was, no, no, no. Um, the darts that I'm using now is the darts that I was using so many years ago. You can go on YouTube and put in Dimitri Vandenberg, Robbie John Rodriguez. The shape of that barrel is exactly the same one that I'm using now. Roby smashed me 4-0 then, but come on guys, that's like 10-11 years ago, who cares, that's like, how do you call it, decennia ago, 10 years, so, nah, I'm happy with what I'm using, it's something that I can be looking at and say, I'm comfortable with this, I can get confidence with this, it's only practice, hard work now, and get ready for the world, so, this is a massive win, this is a massive step, on to the next one. Hi, it's Johnny Clayton. Boyle Sports are offering price boosts on the full house market on every player, every match. That's to win the match, hit the most 180s and the highest checkout in the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix. Getting ready for the Worlds, Liam. Not, not the Premier League, the Worlds. I like it from Dimitri, who loves to chat. So if you want to go and listen to that interview in full, Head over to our YouTube channel right now. And also, don't forget to hit us up on socials as well. 
Um, on to the next one, and it was the first of four seeded players to play tonight. So there was only eight seeds in the World Grand Prix, which left ties like this open in the draw. Johnny Clayton, Dirk van Dijvenberde was a first-round tie. What are they doing to us? Yeah, I mean, we were treated to a, a, a good one, uh, this first-round tie. I don't think either of them would have been too pleased when they saw the draw come out like this, um, especially Clayton, uh, or either Dirk for that matter. Um, but I thought this was uh, this was always going to be a good one. Um, I, I thought this would be the round of uh, the tie of the night, um, and it certainly did some, didn't disappoint. I had a bit of drama, but everything right in there. Uh, Clayton went in as the defending champ, probably not in the best of form recently, um, I think he had a lot to kind of live up to going into this tournament. Dirk, obviously the runner-up in 2020, um, had pedigree in this tournament as well. I mean, that one five six from Dirk to win the first set really set the tone. And, and I thought Clayton was bang in trouble um, after that first set. He looked comfortable. Dirk Clayton didn't seem to settle early on. Um, and with it being such a short format, I thought Dirk had done enough with the one five six earlier on to really put him under pressure. Um, but Clayton really settled into the match, started turning up the heat in the second set. I think he took out a one thirty in the second set that, that put him straight back in there again. Um, and then we had a, a little bit of a, an annoyance. It seemed to be getting on um, Dirk's nerves with the crowds. I think because of the smaller crowd in there tonight, we may have heard a few more individuals in the crowd. Certainly could hear a few uh, from where I was watching here on on, on TV, um, and it it seemed to get to dark a bit. He started fastening up. He was turning around. He was making some. Uh, he was having some words with the crowd. He was looking quite um, discontently at someone in the crowd or a number of figures in the crowd. Uh, and Clayton is an experienced operator at this stage. He, he knew that. Um, They'd got under dark skin and, and he, he um, managed to get the job done in the end. He did indeed. I mean, now seems like the absolute perfect time to bring in somebody who was in the venue tonight as well. Hello to the lovely Sarah. How are we? Hi, guys. How's things? Are you keeping well? Yeah, not bad. Thank you. It's been years since we sat here and did this last time out. Um, lots changed in the darting world. Johnny Clayton was crowned champion last time out. And as you just said, we were discussing the fact that um, very nearly was sent packing in round one tonight. I know. And, and when I interviewed him afterwards, he was just like, I've literally robbed that off Dirk. Like, he was just like, he just gave it away, whatever. I know there was somebody saying something in the crowd or whatever happened. And it just got to Dirk in the end. But like, as Johnny said, you have to take these chances. And that's exactly what these players do. They're ruthless when it comes to it. They might be the best of friends off stage, but when it comes down to it, they just have to be ruthless. Um, it was it was tough to watch. Like Dirk was obviously upset as well afterwards. But look, these things happen, and it's easy for us to say, but we don't know what it's like up in that stage, having to, you know to deal with that. Um, and as well, because there was only about seven hundred people there, as Johnny was saying, like you could hear absolutely everything that was going on in the place. So, and there's a less crowd there tomorrow as well. There's only about five hundred in. So look, the first few nights are always bleak with the crowd. But the final or the last few nights always um, make up for it, you know. But look, there was some really good dark there tonight too. Like apart from obviously just the obvious, but I, like I thought Chris Dobie was really, really good. Adrian Lewis as well with a one five two checkout. It was and as the Sky Sports commentator said, it's great to see him back. I said it to Adrian. He was like, oh, I don't think I'm back just yet. But um, look, it's it's good to see him playing some positive darts. And Peter Wright, Johnny Clayton, Dimitri Vanderberg, 
Steve Bunting, Christoph Ratajski, and we had four full houses. So I don't know if any of your listeners remember from last year, but any time a player got a full house, we donated £500 to Parkinson's UK. So that's to win the match, most 180s and the highest checkout. We had bloody four of them on the first night. So that's two grand in the kitty already for Parkinson's UK. Uh, Christoph Ratajski, Steve Bunting, Chris Doby and Michael Van Gerwen. But the icing on the cake then was Michael Van Gerwen said he was going to put his own 500 to it as well. And he donated his full house trophy and signed it. So I gave it to Martin Leake and um, Dean who have the raffle brothers fundraiser for the children they do so yeah look everyone had a good night um despite the crowd it was still a good night despite the crowd and the late finish of course uh, but that sounds absolutely amazing i mean i may have backed four four houses tonight but i only got two of them correct so close enough i had dave chisner who lost out by a leg and ad lewis who lost out by a fair few 180s in the end on jose de salsa let's be honest but the rest of the result was superb for him um, have you got anything for us for tomorrow then, Sarah? What can we expect from Boyles? Yeah, just let me get the betting up actually for tomorrow. And just to touch on the outright as well, um, Michael Van Gerwen was 7-1 to one before today. He was cut into 6-1 to one before play and now he's 4-1. to one, So he's actually joined favourite now with uh, Gerwen Price, who obviously plays tomorrow night. But um, look, there's a few other price cuts as well. I'll just go through them quickly. Like obviously Peter Wright, Actually hasn't changed all that much. Johnny Clayton was out at twelve to one. He's now seven to one. And uh, we have Dimitri Vandenberg. He was cut as well into ten to one from about sixteen to one as well. And look, there's loads of other movers in there too. But we have obviously a lot to look forward to tomorrow. And I think the three debutants play tomorrow, which was obviously Madars Razmar, uh, Martin Schindler, and Luke Mann, I think. So they're three debutants. They are they're all out tomorrow. We obviously start off with uh, Razma and Ryan Searle. And um, I remember interviewing Ryan Searle last year. He had an epic game in the opening match, but he's only four to nine to get the better of matters. We have Ross Smith, who's actually gaining a lot of a lot of support um, in his match. Now, he, is, he, he isn't even the favourite, but he... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It has been cut. He's only evens now. Andrew Gilding is four to five. We have Danny Nofferdim there, who done so well in the tournament last year. He's four to eleven against Gabriel Clemens, who's twenty-one to ten. And I think one of the pages on Instagram put up a stat that Gabriel Clemens has an actual really high average at the closing out double. So it'd be interesting to see how that match goes, seeing as he he isn't uh, he's the outsider in that match. Uh, Joe Cullen four to five against Damon Head at the Heat evens. I think that's going to be a sensational match. And I think if we're going to be a shock, see a shock, I think that's the match that it could happen because Joe will tell you himself he doesn't have a terrific record in this competition. And um, we have Rob Cross four to seven, Daryl Gurney eleven to eight. I actually think that would be a close match too. 
James Wade, Martin Lukeman. Wade is obviously short, four to nine. Lukeman is seven to four. Gerwin Price is obviously the shortest of them all at one to three. He's going for his second title, the Iceman. And Martin Schindler is nine to four. And then we've got the Bully Boy at four to six. And Nathan the Aspaspinal is six to five. And I think that will be a cracking match to close out the night as well. And we'll we'll know who's made it through to the second round at that stage. But really looking forward to it. Plenty of offers. Look, we have so many price boosts as well. Like even we have alternative full house markets. So, you know, as you mentioned, some of them let you down. But we are offer alternatives. So let's say you fancy someone to win the match most 180s but you fancy the other player to get the full house. We give you all those types of options. You're not just relying on the one player to get all three for you because it is hard to get, but the full house has become such a popular market for us because it, it's just, you, you get a bit of value rather than backing them to win. So like Gerwin Price, for instance, is one to three. He's ridiculous. A fellow who has a 10 or bet is not going to put it on a one to three shot. So back him to win the full house and you might get a bit of value, but uh, we'll have loads of price boosts on offer and in the full house it's a price boost on every player every match and we guarantee best odds in the outright as well on all of our players so lots going on and we're buzzing for day two uh, it's been a long day but you know what like it's it's like half 12 now getting back to the hotel but you don't see the day going it's mad and the atmosphere despite the small crowd it was really good um so yeah let's roll on to day two now Perfect. All the best for tomorrow then Sarah we'll catch up with you once again and look, sounds like there's plenty of value to be had on the upsets tomorrow night because I think there could be a few in store for us there. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Brilliant. Good night, guys. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Sarah. That was Sarah Kinsella from Ball Sports, a type of sponsors and our partners. Hi, it's Gavin Price. Boyle Sports are offering price boosts on every full house market, on every player, every match. That's to win the match, hit the most 180s and the highest checkout in the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix. Throughout the week, uh, do remember that if you are having a bet to gamble responsibly. Um, we were midway through a discussion on Johnny Clayton and Dirk van Dijvenberder. I can't remember the ins and outs of exactly where we were. Good match. I think you covered most of it. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play the Johnny clip and then we're going to move on. I did have a sneaky look. It wasn't a pretty look. Um, I think it was a 63 average at the time. And I'm not one really to look at averages because the average is just for show. It's the doubles that count. The, the W that counts. But I looked and I thought, I'm in trouble here big time. And every time you know, I kind of looked, Dirk was hitting treble 20 and I was thinking, oh, please Dirk. Please just get off the radios for a minute. But how I got through, I don't know. Listen, there wasn't a massive crowd in there tonight, and they're only trying to do their bit, yeah. But you hear voices big time, and it's it's a weird feeling. But you hear voices, and they're only trying to support you. And because the crowd wasn't that big there tonight, you could hear these voices as if they were stuck in your ear. And to be fair to Dirk, I think it put Dirk off a few times. Um, when they're shouting for me, obviously, but um, you know that is the game. It was the same for both of us. But still, when you're trying to concentrate, it's difficult when you hear these voices. Uh, to be honest, um, th there was one time he he, he was like, well, basically letting the dark go, and he stopped and he turned around to the crowd. There was nothing nasty, but it, it, it's just the wrong shout at the wrong time. If that makes any sense, it's like. Dick was concentrating and he was, you know, he was trying to hit Trevor Twenties or, or, or whatever, um, you know, and that 
obviously that shout put him off his game. So, um, you know, you've got to stand behind him and, you know, just get on with your job. It's difficult. Johnny sums it up pretty well there, considering that he's fortunate to be on the receiving end of the win and the assistant. I don't think any player particularly likes it, especially seeing or knowing when it happens because of the way that they all speak about it. Um, but he is the man that progresses through and he will be back on Wednesday. Um, three games to go. Uh, not a lot to say in this one, apart from the fact that on another night, Kim Hybrex could have won this match 3-0, 3-0. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, one word. The two words maybe described as unconvincing and mediocre. Um, it was probably one of the, the dullest games of the night. Not to discredit two both players too much but look Hybrex well ahead in the averages early on uh, he just couldn't find a double um, to save his life um, it looked like he was scoring really well I mean when again when he starts hitting them treble 20s it seems like he can't stop um, didn't really take his chances in the open set right got ahead um, Hybrex kind of pulled it back a little bit with a big one to it and a one one in the second set and you think maybe he could have brought Wright, um to to a third set and then see where it went from there and and, and push him all the way and, and see what, what Wright was made of um, who didn't really look like he was up to much this evening to be honest but look again with the the, the dangerous nature of these first round ties is about getting through and I don't think um, I'm, I'm building through the gears as the tournament goes on and look Rice has got the job done, nothing special but he's in the next round at the end of the day and um, there's a lot to improve on from him but in a tournament that he hasn't particularly done well in in recent, in recent years um, but look he'll just be happy to be in the next round and getting past uh, Kim Hybrex who we, all, we know from down through the years can be a very very um, dangerous opponent. Yeah, Hybrex is a player on the up this year, in my opinion. As I, he started to look just that little bit more comfortable. Back like, that performance against Michael Van Gerwen at the at the Grand Slam in 2013, 2014, I think it was 2014. Now, I'm not sure yeah. we'll see that level again, possibly on TV, because that was just ridiculously good. Made the Premier League and then was beaten most weeks. Playing well, that was the issue. He played well and didn't get wins. And I think that did for him a little bit. Was everything or nothing from Kim tonight, wasn't it? Look, averages-wise, 94 and 93, this is one of the better matches of the night, considering the way that you first approached it and went, <laughs> yeah, it was dull and uninspiring or whatever. But numbers-wise, it, it was okay. But it was everything or nothing from Kim, wasn't it? The scoring power was really good. The starting double was really good. A couple of decent... Um, Turn top in finishes, but only three from 12 on the outer ring at the back end of legs when it really matters. Yeah, and maybe because it was sandwiched in between um, Clayton and Van Dijvenboer, MVG and Andor that didn't quite have the, the glamorising appeal as their other two matches. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Hybrex again, like A.D. Lewis, looks like he's he's turned the corner with his form. It looks like it's on the up a little bit. Um, and, and look, when Hybrex is in, in full flow, like we said, when we seen him seven, eight years ago, uh, doing well in the Grand Slam and other tournaments, that he, I mean, he really he is a danger to anyone in the field when they draw him. And, and if he can get anywhere near that kind of form in the next couple of months, I mean, he'd be a huge, huge danger. Um, and but look, like I said, right about getting the job done, um, seems to be 
sticking with the same draft roughly now where we, we don't know what he might come out in the next match but look that's what we just want to see him stick with the same set for a, a certain period of time and see how he gets on with the set that he chooses to go with um uh, but look he's in the next round like i said he doesn't traditionally do well in this tournament so look and it's one that he hasn't won so it'll be one that he'll be looking to chalk off the list um, and, and he's into the next round he's going the right way about doing that he was one player that perhaps um, I thought his outright price might have moved a little bit after tonight, but it certainly hasn't so far, thanks to Sarah. Um, we do have a clip from Peter Wright. It's two and a bit minutes long, so we'll play it in full um, because he says lots of things. That's about Peter. If any of you have been on social media right now, you'll see it. There's a couple of uh, questions in the chat room very, very quickly, though. Um What's going on with Kim? The main one, I think he's back on the up. Um, it's like we mentioned about the Premier League campaign a few years ago, I think that got to him a little bit. His form started to dip. He really, really struggled at the time. He's changed manufacturer since then. He's changed management group since then. Um, and he's put the hours back in on the board right now. So he's starting to look in good shape. And I'll let this off. This isn't an insult because it's pretty funny. Pete Wright looked like a donut. It's <laughs> donut-inspired. Trousers, normally any comment like that towards a player, we'd probably say it's a bugger off, Dan. Um, but yeah, we'll let that one slide. Uh, let's hear then from Snake by uh, his full interview. The fact this isn't the full interview might shock you a bit. Uh, it's available in full on our YouTube channel. I did say to Colin Lloyd downstairs, if I get through this first round today, I'll win it. So there you go. I'm number one in the world back again now, anyway. So. Just a little look in your face there. Is that something that you look at? Because I know Gezi spoke about know, it. I don't really look at it, but I was told it today as I'm back to number one. And obviously Gezi's got to go and win it. The, the old youngster, the old guy here, still uh, uh, pushing everyone's button and and uh, annoying them. And, uh, you know, I can still play darts. You know, yeah. I, I didn't know what darts I was using until the last, maybe... Uh, I don't know, last five minutes before I walked on stage. So, you know, I can use any darts and beat anybody. So, bring it on. Do you like getting under their, their skin like this? Obviously, you had a tough first half of the year where you weren't very well, but now that you're fit and healthy, do you, do you enjoy getting under their skin again? Exactly. Well, I've had the operation. I just feel brand new now. It's just like the... I, just, I don't think they're uh, not, not good enough anymore, to be honest. Yeah, Gezi's probably the second best player in the world at the moment. Uh, but all, all the rest of them, no, they've got to go back to the practice ball and practice harder. Uh, and, I'm, you know, I believe I can win it. I've got to the final before. Uh, I wasn't experienced enough to take it off a MVG at the time. And, uh, you know, he was a phenomenal player at the time. He, he, he was untouchable. Uh, compared to any other player in the world and you know uh, I don't know if it's whether everyone else has raised their game or Michael's dropped I I don't know I don't know what it is uh, but you know he's just an awesome dark player as well uh, still is but you know mm, maybe we need uh Tell Michael back again. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, you know. Yeah, I think he's 
dropped his level and we've caught up. Who do you see as your main threats then going into the business? Nobody. Nobody. I'm in the toughest half of the draw, which I like. Every time I go to all these Europeans and I get an easy, easy draw, well, not an easy, you're all good players, sorry about that. You're all good players, but I class as an easier draw. Uh, I always go out. <laughs> when I get a hard draw, I win. So I'm in the hard half, which I'm looking forward to. So, you know, just keep on. Uh, I've got Christopher Tysk in there. To quote a phrase from boxing promoter Eddie Hearn, that man has got a set of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Bold, just upsetting the entire field in the space of two and a half minutes. And um, there's plenty more where that came from as well over on our YouTube channel. So once you finish watching the show, probably tomorrow morning, actually, go and check out the full interview with Peter Wright as ever he's good bad. Gob looks like he has disappeared. So, yeah, trying to w walk through a number of them things that Peter Wright um, had said. I just picked up for a little bit there, Gob, as you just disappeared. I'm trying to remember a number, numerous amount of things that Peter Wright dropped in that interview. He certainly is different gravy. And Michael Van Gerwen, despite winning the Premier League and match play, has dropped a little bit, has he? Apparently so, um, and I pressed the wrong button on my mouse and pressed back and it left the, the, the software that we're using. Uh, let's move on then to the man that he spent half that interview talking about, Michael Van Gerwen, a 2-0 victor over Gary Anderson. First three darts from Anderson, 1-11. I was like, hang on, here we go. Next one was in a treble as well. I was like, um, you know where Gerard scores in Istanbul? Commentary, here we go. Come on! I thought we would get that from Gary. It just didn't quite materialise, did it? There were still those... Look, in patches, still looks great. In patches, throw was awful tonight. The release was all wrong. Went back to the straight darts. And the signs are now showing in these performances far too often that the time isn't being put in on the practice board. No, and look, I actually thought Ando was tuned in from the start. Like you said, a good start to the match. You're thinking, oh, maybe here we go. Maybe Ando has done a bit. He could be ready. Uh, both were visibly nervous at the start, as they usually are when they play each other. I think they're both wary that any one of them could go off at any moment and produce something absolutely ridiculous, um, as we've both seen from them down through the years. Um, both missed a truckload of doubles early doors, and you just felt that... MBG took the chances that were presented to both of them from both sides early on. And if Gary wasn't going to nick them uh, legs that were hanging in the balance, then you didn't, didn't really hold much hope from when MBG kind of started to get um, gone. Um, and, and look, before the match, I couldn't, I couldn't see... I wasn't. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was six nil in legs. Um, I couldn't really see anything else than a two nil MVG win in this one. Um, Eighty four checkout from Gary was probably as good as it got. Um, One oh six from MVG to win, and he really didn't have to get out of second gear, which is disappointing because, like you said, we're seeing these performances far too regularly from uh, from Gary at the moment. And compared to, I mean, we know what Gary's levels are, and we all want to see him return to somewhere near the player that he was when he won them world titles in the match play etc 
um, but they're getting less and less these days, and it's disappointing because um, I thought maybe if an MVG first round of any game would inspire him to be close to his best here at the Grand Prix, it would have been the match tonight. Yeah, that seems to be the story of the matches that these two have played in recent past. Like I said, the nerves clearly an issue, but the fact that Michael has started slowly in the last couple of meetings and Gary just hasn't taken advantage, he's then chasing a little bit. He knows that he perhaps should be ahead at that point because Michael's been so off it. And the minute Michael comes back at him, bang, game over, pretty much. Um, we don't have a clip from Michael as yet. I'm not sure we're going to get it tonight because of how late it is, but the full interview will be available on our YouTube channel. The same will apply to our next winner as well, which was Adrian Lewis, who produced another fantastic performance to beat Jose de Souza. The deciding leg in the first set was stones from A.D. Lewis, um, and then the second set um, pretty much same again. Job done for A.D. Lewis in superb fashion against a very, very dangerous Jose. Yeah, I mean, I was really, really impressed with Adrian Lewis. Um, look, we've seen him improve form recently, and I mean, he kind of we're kind of expecting him maybe or, or expecting that next step in the in the upturn of form uh, for him to go on a bit of a run in one of these major competitions. Uh, the one five two to open, like I said, was was a brilliant finish just to set the tone from him. Um, then got broken straight back from the cells, and you're thinking all oh, that hard work in the first leg is going to be undone. Um, but the one-on-one to win the open set, just it, it was vintage Adrian Lewis at that moment, and a huge show of emotion there uh, at the end of, uh, of that um, of that set. Um, and Adi looked a lot more comfortable, uh, composed up in the yacht. He was just taking his time a little bit with certain shots that sometimes we traditionally we didn't see from him. It was just bang, 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 um, the, the natural throw that just got him through matches. Um, I think there was one four seven in there as well. Um, I think was it back to back big score? Okay, was it one one eighties back to back one eighties to Lewis? Lewis, they were they were um, getting each other's face a little bit. All uh, very friendly, but uh, thriving on the emotion there. And look, great win for Lewis. Um, could be the start of what he needs. Dolby in the next round, he'll fancy that one as well. Um, and an all round good good showing from Adrian Lewis tonight. Yeah, I guess the most impressive thing about this is coming back from 2-0 down in that second set to close it out 3-2, 15-17, 15 darts, double start format. That's very, very good from Angel Lewis. And if he keeps that up, it'll be tough to beat over this format. Yeah, and look, I mean, when De Souza scores as big as he does, he's always in legs. I mean, it's hard to see that he wasn't going to uh, close out. He, he looked dominant in that second set, looked like he was going to bring it to a third set. Um, but Lewis just dug in deep that gritty uh, performance you see the emotion of him he, he wanted that tonight um, it looked like he was really confident um, throughout the match nothing really seemed to phase him um, and even like you said when he was 2-0 down dug deep and, and managed to get the win in the end uh, and close out a really good nice work from AD yeah, indeed. indeed couple in the chat is Anderson finished and is Gary going through the same thing? Does it making it seem like he doesn't care? I think we're going to hold that one for the live lounge on Monday. Uh, myself, Phil, and P will do that one a little bit more in depth. Um, when we've got that little bit more time to talk about, we're already 45 minutes into this show. It is just approaching 1am and we still have to give you our score predictions for the eight matches tomorrow, Liam. So we're not going to say why. We're just going to say who we think wins and what scoreline, okay? And I know I've just said that, 
I don't know at some point one of us is going to try and justify why we're picking something, but for the next six minutes, you're going to give me a name and a number. Yeah, okay? it is well past my bedtime, so that I keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Um, some good feedback on the Dozer interview, by the way, as well. Um, super happy interview from Glenn. Very, very open um, from him. Uh, looks like he really enjoyed his time down in Portsmouth. Um, plenty more to come from Dozer, even if it is not in the PDC next year. But again, something else we'll be happy enough to pick up on Monday for more conversation about that one. Or hit us up on social media. I'm always happy to have a chat um, all day tomorrow, etc. Liam might still be napping and recovering from today. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, first game on tomorrow night is Manners Rasma Ryan Sell. Winner, scoreline, go. Rasma to Sell 1. I've got the same. Let's see if we keep this up for eight. Uh, game number two, Ross Smith uh, against Andrew Gilding. Smith two, Gilding one. Oh, same. <laughs> Match number three, Danny Nopper against Gabriel Clemens. Nopper two, Clemens nil. I've got <laughs> three in a row. Yeah, we go. If we get the same here, I'll be very surprised. Joe Cullen against Damon Hetter. Cullen two, Hetter one. We'll go two nil. As an edginess to Damon Hunter in first round on TV right now. Uh, match number five. I'm really, really intrigued by this one. Rob Cross against Daryl Gurney. I think Rob Cross inches it. 2 1. Daryl Gurney, 2 1. Uh, James Wade, Martin Lukeman. Wade, 2, Lukeman, 1. Much to your delight if that comes off. Same. But it will be edgy from Wade. I'm still not. There are signs the back end of this year, but still not convinced. Um, Gezi Martin Chindler. I feel like they're playing every minute on anything I watch at the moment, but 2 0 price. Exactly the same. Good performance from Chindler. But yeah, and the final game of the night, good luck splitting these two. Michael Smith against Nathan Aspinall. I reckon the Asp edges a 2 1. Quite a few of those the same from us included. This is, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good at all. Put your house on the rest of them. No, don't do that either. Uh, that'll be absolute nonsense. Um, Tommy and Dan are firing in a few predictions in the chat as well. Uh, Tommy's got Sol 2-1, Gilding 2-0, Noffat 2-0, Hatter 2-1, Gurney 2-1, Wade 2-0, Price 2-0, Smith 2-1, and Dan's got Lukeman 2-1. Ooh, calling the shot against Mr. James Wade. Um, I think we're going to wrap the show up for tonight. Uh, we've gone for nearly an hour, um, and it is a few minutes to 1 a.m. here in the UK, which means if any of you are listening in Europe, thank you very, very much for staying up uh, and watching. Uh, if you're listening back via podcast, thank you for listening. I hope it isn't, you've managed to fit it in during your day before day number two gets underway. And if you're watching in America, have a great evening and watch some American football, which might watch a little bit of because it's an intriguing matchup and I need that defense to do some bits for my fantasy team. Uh, Liam, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Thank you also to Sarah from Ball Sports for joining us as well. And of course, to everybody in the chat, and you guys are all absolute stars. We'll be back tomorrow night with Fallout Bar from day two. But until then, do make sure you stay on our YouTube channel, check out all those interviews, uh, and keep up to date with everything going on from Leicester on our socials, Phil Bars, uh, in my neighbouring town, actually. I might pop along and have lunch with him one day. Um, 
throughout the week as it is only a few minutes from where I live. Um, but until then, thank you very, very much for watching and we will speak to you all very, very soon. At Boyle Sports, we are taking darts to the next level. Bet £10 on the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix and new customers will get £20 in free bets. Customers can also enjoy the daily full house price boost on every player and every match. Boyle Sports, this is betting.